three, two, one. Yes, it is HomeWise. <clears throat> I'm sorry. <laughs> so, so I think we lost Paul there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Welcome to HomeWise with Michael Midget. I'm Paul Cook. This is our sixth episode, and we it's been pretty cool, Michael. Yeah, I'm having a great time. I've learned so much. Uh, and if you've listened, you know, again, you can see these on your website, homewiseradio.com. But I've learned so much about this and about you over the time. Yeah. Well, you know, it's advice is one thing. You know, the content, the what it is we're talking about is one thing. Um, but it also helps to know the people behind it because it's a people business. Yeah. And the one thing I've learned over the years is that oftentimes it's, People are more interested in the people than they are in the in you know in the what in the what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, so you got to believe you could trust yeah, the guy. Yeah, 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 and and that's and that's really kind of what it comes down to is you know is that trust because this is such a big deal. It's such a big decision. Um, you know, remember it's the family home, the epicenter of your financial picture. Statistically speaking, more of your wealth is likely to end up inside your personal residence when you reach retirement uh, than any other place, including even your 401k and savings. So the decisions that you make up front, meaning buying, financing, owning it along the way, maintaining it, the other things that we might do to grow its value, um, all matter later on. Yeah. And, you know, the one thing that I've learned about retirement and saving for retirement and that is that there are no do-overs. So if you get there and you have made a mistake, right? You don't, you can't, like we haven't built a time machine yet to be able to go back, (laughs) right? So um, you don't, you don't get do-overs, right? And that is, you know, it, it puts a lot of emphasis and, uh, dare I say, pressure on the decisions that we make along the way. So one of the headline tenets of this program is uh, talks about doing it wrong. Yeah. Okay. Man. Making mistakes and things like that. And I've said that this is the more dangerous kind of wrong because it's the kind of wrong that you don't realize is wrong because it doesn't, you know, it's not wrong where, you know, if you don't, you know, if you do it the way you're doing it or you don't do it the right way, you end up bankrupt. Yeah. Right. I mean, that that's like pretty obvious. That's that is not the the level that we're of wrong. Right. That's not what we're talking about here. This is, you know, when I wound up at retirement and I had half a million dollars of home equity. But I mean, I feel pretty good about that. Right. Yeah. But if I would have made better decisions along the way, I might have a million dollars of equity. Now, we would all agree that's Jeez. better, right? Yes. The, the problem is, and the reason why I say it's the more dangerous kind of wrong is because nobody shows up at retirement and says, hey, you know, that 500 you have in your house, well, it really should have been a million. Yeah. And if you would have done, in if, a you, way. if you would have done things differently, um, then you would have that money. Yeah. And that's one thing you've proven yeah. over these last five weeks. I mean, yeah. exactly. These these levers that you know of and the way you do things, your structure is exactly what you're saying. I know we're not quoting exact numbers, right. but it can equal that. That's amazing. And that is a little a, a mistake. I mean, if you half a million dollars or somewhere right. in that area, I fully believe that. 
are do you believe many people are making that mistake out there choosing someone yeah. Yeah. maybe quick yeah because it's because i see it okay you know i'm you know uh, you know in extreme cases i get brought in to fix problems that other people have created but most of the time i see it in the form of um you know like a refinance after somebody is you know has already bought a house yeah a year ago, three years ago, five years ago, ten years ago, or you know, or whatever. Um, that's that that that's the kind of thing. Yeah. That we're you know that we're talking about, and you know, and we're just pulling numbers. So for some people, it might only be a you know a few hundred thousand. For other people, it could be multiple millions. It just it yeah. you know it, you know it just depends. All right. But the point is, is that and the one thing that we do know is that there is. Uh, something there. Okay. So better decisions on the front end will equal more money on the other end. And, you know, as much as I would love the airwaves here to be the place to demonstrate all of that, we are a little handicapped (laughs) in that we can't show you over the radio. You're in the car. You're hearing this cool show, but you're right. The other thing that I know is when you start talking about numbers, right? Most people zone out anyway. Like even when they're sitting like right across the desk from you, <laughs> you see or that. from me, or maybe you like, you know, more recently over a Zoom or on a computer screen where they can see something. So I can just imagine how that wow. how that goes over the radio, right? So we are here to bring awareness to some of these things. Mm-hmm. All right. So today I I just have you know, in my notes for the for the show, I just have one big big word right here in the middle of the page: certainty. 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 Wow. So if I say certainty, Paul, to you, what what do you think? What does that mean to you? It means I know uh, what's coming. Maybe. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Certainty, knowing things for sure. You know. Yeah. Like, like a guarantee. It fe- there's a comfort in certainty. Yeah. A big know. comfort. Yeah. Like a guarantee. Okay. Yeah. So. Um. We like certainty. We gravitate to certainty. It makes us feel better. But today, more so than ever, we live in an uncertain world. Don't you get that feeling? Boom. Absolutely. With all the things going on in the world, there's a war going on. It's scary. All of it. There's political infighting going on. People don't trust each other anymore. There's everything on social media, on the news. You don't know what you can believe. You know, inflation, we've just, I mean, there's just like, no matter which, which direction you go, it's always, you know, there's always something. Mm-hmm. It's always like, what's next? What's the next thing? That's Kate crunching in on your certainty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, so like uh, yesterday, you know, yesterday, this is a perfect example. So those examples I gave were like external, large, big, big picture kinds of examples. But this filters down to our personal lives too, um, like cars. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I have a car yesterday, came home. My wife brings the car home. She's like, here, you need to come out here and listen to this. You know, I'm like, <laughs> oh, man, okay. Oh, no. But, I mean, at least, at least, I mean, you know, it used to be these kinds of things might be two weeks from now. Hey, you know, my car started making this noise, right? So she's doing the right thing. <laughs> yeah, right. My daughter would just definitely, drive it until it drops. Right, definitely don't ignore it. Right. But, you know, I mean, it's like, gosh, you know, I mean, we just... Yeah, I mean, it's just one thing. It's just one thing after another, right? And so it really feels that way. There is no, you know, there is no certainty. And, um, you know, when it comes to 
uh, financial advice, there is not a lot of certainty either. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, you know, financial advice, um, I'm not talking about, you know, investment advice, right? So it's not what stock to pick, where should I, you know, what, you know, what should I invest in? Uh, This is more about like handle your money. Yeah, that's important that you pointed that out. Michael Midget, by the way, with Paul Cook on HomeWise Radio. Uh, It's a great point because on the radio, there's a lot of people talking about stock, a lot about annuities and those type of things. That's not this show. That's not HomeWise Radio. Uh, I'm glad you point that out, even though you would probably say, I know enough to be dangerous, but I'm not going to make you go on that, (laughs) uh, on that stock stuff. But very, very good point. Uh, Tell us more what you mean. Yeah, it's just, you know, you know, like what to do with your money um, outside of those those types of things. So we focus on the home buying, home selling, the home owning transaction, the journey, you know, you know, the journey of that. So, um, you know, there is no shortage of people that are out there willing to or actively trying to tell us what to do with our money, you know, what to do with our money, <laughs> so you true. know, investment or non-investment. Yes. Everybody else has an idea for what the money in your pocket, you know, I like to say um, you need a plan for your money because if you don't, your money is at the mercy of the other guy's plan mm. for your money. Okay. Mm. So, but if you look at them, you know, especially when it comes to financial advice, like we're talking about here, um, there's a wide range of philosophies, all from credible, intelligent people. Okay. So like I filtered out already the ones that aren't credible and aren't intelligent. Thank you. After we segment all of those out, there's still a wide range of philosophies that do make sense from credible known um, people, right? So, uh, you know, real sources. And if you look at them, uh, sometimes the advice that they give, their beliefs, their philosophies for all that conflict and counter, like contradict each other. Right. Oh, so true. We're so, like, wait a minute. Right. So, you know, think about this. You know, you've got two people. They're both well-known. They're both credible. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're on TV. Maybe they're on the radio. Maybe they've got their authored books and whatever. They have, they have done all this stuff. So they are, they have the public trust and they are, talking about giving advice generally about the same thing, but it's very different advice. Yeah. You see it all the time. So, I mean, what do you make of that? You know, like who's right? You got to pick, you feel you got to pick. Well, see me, I'm just a naturally curious person. So I want to know, like I'm all right. So if you're going to pick between the two, yeah, you, you know, you want to pick the right one. It's scary. Well, right. And so if one's not real, so one, it looks good. And I think I trust that guy. What I know about him, I trust. But what if it's not real? I'm telling you. I remember there's no do-overs. Right. Okay. It happens, man. So, and financial advice generally is not the kind of thing that takes immediate effect. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's not like we flip a switch and we do something today and tomorrow, like, oh, that was clearly the right thing to do. Yeah, there's, right? it's so difficult to know. Like maybe you bought a lemon car from a guy, used probably, and all of a sudden you go out and you can't, you know, you got a lemon, you knew immediately, pretty immediately, right. you 
you bought the wrong car. You made a wrong choice. But <laughs> what if, right, but what if, but what if the question was, should I buy the car or not? Hmm. Or what, what, what kind of car should I buy? You know, and that is a different, it's a different question. It's a different type of question. The type of question, the answer, you know, like, was it right or wrong? Not so clear. Yeah. And you're not going to, you're probably not going to know the answer to that until at some point down the road. Also, you're right. Maybe it won't break down tomorrow, you know, maybe right. it later down the road. Or maybe it, cost, maybe, it, maybe it costs too much money. And because of what I had to do today to afford that, I ended up not doing something else huh. or not being able to do something else. You know, maybe I was aware of it. Maybe I wasn't. And that, I mean, gosh, you know, then what this does is it starts this cascading dominoes of what ifs. Yeah. And it will scare a naturally ifs. curious person like myself goes crazy. <laughs> I get it. So I've trained myself to not not think that way. But I mean, it really it really you can go on and on and it, on. With right. The what right. Right. You can. Mm -hmm. you, you know, you know, you can. So. And most people aren't naturally curious that way. So like they have a fighting chance. <laughs> they have a fighting chance at this. Yeah. Um, and they uh, and you know, you deal with this and I don't want to derail you, Michael Midget, right. but they don't have time or they feel like they don't have time. They're rushed. And it's like, man, okay, yeah. They yeah. are rushed. And then you look back yeah. and maybe you made they, a big mistake. Yeah. They are rushed and they also don't have the level of interest yeah. in it to, you know, I mean, you know, people come in all flavors, shapes, sizes, interests, every, you know, every, you know, everything. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what they want, you know, if it's something that you're not interested in, you just want to like, okay, you know, just tell me what to do. You know, break this down, one line it. Yeah. Know? I mean, I, I've Some even had, I, right, I've had, I've had somebody like even tell me before five words or less. That's like all, <laughs> that's the only, that's the amount of bandwidth I've got for this today. Five words, tell me. Like, I'm just like, I'm just dying here because I'm like, yeah, it's not that simple. I don't right? know. I feel rude. At saying the that reason why <laughs> you're in the position that you are in. Yeah. Right? Maybe you've oversimplified it. And that, but that's generally the mm. what people want to do. Um, there are dangers in over oversimplifying things. Okay. So oversimplifying, you start asking the wrong questions. If you're not asking the right question, you can't possibly get the right answer. And so mm. What I wanted to do today was let's let's take a look at a few examples. Okay. Okay. And um, there's some well-known experts um, and what they believe, like what their advice would be or has been when it comes to buying, selling, or financing a home. I see All this right? big name. This big name. I've heard you use him before as well. Yeah. And, I, and I'm glad you do. Well, okay. So number one, Warren Buffett. Mm -hmm. Okay. The Oracle of Omaha. <laughs> uh, generally regarded as the world's greatest investor or best investor of the 20th century or, or whatever. I mean, most people would agree like he knows a thing or two, yeah. right? He's seen a thing or two. He's been around a while, yeah. right? So, and he's also, so he, yeah, he is a billionaire, but he's probably, I mean, if they had a category for this, he'd probably be considered one of the most down to earth billionaires yeah. that there are right i mean you do hear that about he's where lived he lives in the same, and, yeah you know he still lives in omaha he still lives in this like his, his his primary residence it's still the same i believe it's still the same one he bought like 30 some odd years ago like warren buffett long, right long time ago 
So he's had it for a very long time. It's probably paid off by now. <laughs> um, but it's interesting because um, of what his advice is, right? So, and you've actually heard me heard me say this before. Um, Warren Buffett regards the 30-year fixed rate mortgage as one of the best, if not the best investment there is. Okay. okay? And actually for him personally, he, he, he calls it uh, his third best investment. Oh that he's ever gosh. made in, in his lifetime, all right? To which when I first heard that, I was like, okay, well, I mean, naturally you want to know what one and two are, but I like, you know, like, okay, it's third on the list. Like, I, you know, um, one and two are both wedding rings. Oh my gosh. Okay, so in other words, you know, best investment I ever made was, you know, getting married. You know, uh-huh. that. Yeah, so, that, that partner. Right. That's telling That's because, really okay, so the house made number three, which... You know, I mean, arguably, the two wedding rings aren't really financial investments the same way. I mean, you know, the house isn't solely a financial investment either, but it's probably closer to that than yeah than the other things are. So, I mean, it's it's essentially it's you know it's at the top of his list, and and again, it's this is about as simple as you can get, as simple to a one liner as you can get. Um, you know, you are able to, with the 30-year mortgage, you take the cost of something, and you spread it out over time, you have that cost locked in, and it's one of the few things in life that you can buy at, at one price. And if, if the price goes up, well, you just keep what you have, but if the price goes down, and when, and when he says price, he's talking about the interest rate yeah. in the market for a mortgage, right? Okay. You just get a new one. You pay it off and you get a new one. Yeah. Right. So we've talked about that before. Incredible you know, when thing. You, when you really think about a mortgage and from the investor's side of it, meaning the person giving you the money and is going to own that mortgage. Yeah. I mean, you know, mortgages get more valuable. The one that you're holding gets it. It loses value if rates go up because they have money tied up at a lower rate mortgage. But if rates go down, then their then their investment got more valuable. Yeah. But then the homeowner just turns around and pays them off. Wow. With a, with, with a lower rate mortgage, right? That is so fascinating. Um, it makes sense, a lot of sense. But like you said, it, it's a great gift of the United States, the thirty year fixed. But then up and down creates a a, a different thing, and also more uh, flexibility for the homeowner. We have to take a quick break, but I want to get back to this. That is very important. You're listening to HomeWise Radio. That's Michael Midget. Check out our other episodes as well, homewiseradio.com. More coming. We will be right back. HomeWise Radio. Three, two, one. You know it. It's HomeWise Radio with Michael Midget. I'm Paul Cook. Oh, my gosh. Like I said, we've learned so much over the, the last five shows. This is our sixth one. And Michael is talking about Warren Buffett. I mean, yes, Warren Buffett, of course, known as, uh, you know, world's greatest investor. And it was an interesting thing, and we're going to go into it a little bit more. But Warren Buffett says that his third best investment ever was his home, the 30-year fixed rate mortgage. And then this top two were 
wedding rings, his wife, you know, the, the, the that's an intangible. But it's very, very interesting. Like you were saying, that that 30-year fix was his third best. Think of all the investments Warren Buffett has done, Michael. I mean, I'm telling you, but it's really amazing to list that. That says a lot. Yeah. And um, I mean, it it just it, it goes back to what we're talking about here on the show. So we, you know, you know, the top line that we we were we were talking about was certainty. Yeah. And when we're seeking like we don't like uncertainty, we want certainty. We're go looking for knowledge. We gravitate to experts who arguably know more than we do about hopefully. Things, right? Yes. Well, that's right. That's why we're going to them for the advice in the first place. And when you get there and you start looking at them, okay, so I let's say we have a panel of five experts all in financial advice about how to, what's the right way to buy, sell, finance a house, right? And you get five different philosophies and they all <laughs> sound different. And these are supposed to be experts and they're smart people and they don't make mistakes. And you know, like, and how can they all be right or who's right? Or like, are they all right? Maybe are they they're contradicting. all wrong. Yeah, exactly. Maybe I'm wrong. And they just get, you get so confused. A lot of promises. So that is, you know, there are lots of reasons for that. First off, there is, there is more than uh, one not wrong way. And I'll say it that way. M- okay? More than one not wrong way. Right. Right. So there's all kinds of average solutions to things. Yeah. And, you know, when I, you know, when I say average solution is it's something that, you know, it's not wrong in a sense that we're going to know it's wrong right away because something really bad happened when yeah, we you did that or didn't guy. do that. Yeah. Right. It's just, it's a, it's a lingering thing that kind of chews away or erodes a future value like how much equity you might have in your home, how much wealth you might have uh, in a personal sense. It stunts great potential, right. doesn't it? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because money, right, money money needs to grow and compound over time. So there are things that we do today thinking that we're doing the right thing. If we're keeping with conventional wisdom, what the status quo would have us do that actually has just the opposite effect. Mm. All right. Tell so, me more. Um, it doesn't always mean that you're going to maximize every single one of those things. But what I find is that when you are made aware and you have the proper information available to you, you can make a better decision. So that even if you would have, even if you still make the same decision you would have made, you're at least making it in an informed way so that you know what you're giving up in that. And then it was a decision and it wasn't something that just happened. Yeah. Right? Awareness. It wasn't, by, it wasn't an accident. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, it really does matter. It's kind of scary when you think about all the different, and you're hunting for certainty, but you're hearing all the conflicting messages, and you don't know, you know, which way to go. But I get that you're saying it's not an immediate mistake, but man, it could be a big mistake you make, or right. as you call it, a not wrong way. Right. <laughs> right. That's so, Michael Bridget, right. by so, the way, Homewise right. Radio. So, so one of, and I was going to illustrate this with some with some experts. Okay. All right. And, you know, my, one of my favorites, Warren Buffett. All right. So as you were saying, he, um, 30 year fixed mortgage, best investment. Man. Okay. And it locks you in over time. It, you know, we've talked about the way that a fixed rate mortgage works with inflation, how inflation, you know, mm-hmm. essentially erodes what that interest cost is that you're paying over time. 
because you're paying future interest with deflated or devalued dollars. Okay. Yes. So, I mean, there's some complicated math that gets going there, but if we understand it as in general, then we can make better, we can make better decisions today. All right. But Warren, you know, he's, he, he's a fan of 30 year mortgage. Okay. Well, let's move on to number two. And, um, so I, the next one I grabbed out of the hat was Rick Edelman. Yeah. So he's a financial planner, right? So Warren Buffett isn't a financial planner. He's an investor, but generally regarded as somebody knows how to do money. Okay. Rick Edelman is actually a financial planner. Okay. By trade. Um, he has radio shows. Yeah, very much and all that, that kind of stuff. He's mm-hmm. he, he's he's fairly popular. Has authored a lot of books. The one in particular, though, that I'm thinking of right now is called "Ordinary People: Extraordinary Wealth," where basically the book is just it's he went out and surveyed clients, thousands of clients, and got their feedback on what they thought were huh. some of the things that made them extraordinarily wealthy. Yeah, that's really good. it's interesting. So when it comes to the mortgage, again, 30-year mortgage, all right? Now, that's not exactly his advice. And in his words, and I'm going to, this is a paraphrase, but he believes um, take out the biggest, longest mortgage that you can. Okay, Rick Edelman, that's interesting. Right. So, you know, pay on it the least that you can. And in fact, if you don't have to pay principal on it, like if you could have a an interest only loan or a negative amortization loan, yeah, that's better than an ordinary loan. Where you'd okay? be putting down percentage now, five or whatever. Right. Well, this is just he's he's just talking about the payback of the loan. So when you okay. when, when you make a payment, remember the week we talked about uh, how, what, how payments are are built. Yeah. Part of them, there's a principal and interest portion of that payment where when you make it, there's a principal reduction built into it. It's called amortization. So your loan pays down over time. Yeah. It's what on a 30 year mortgage after the 360th payment, if you made all the previous 359 payments on time <laughs> and of the proper amount, this 360th one would pay it down to zero and now you're mortgage free. Conceivably. Okay? Yes. Conceivably. And, right. and, and there's more interest at the beginning, right? In, in your payments when you're first paying. Is that right? Yeah, there is more. There's more interest more. paid because there's more money owed. Ooh. Okay, so that's, that's actually like ding dong. I should have realized that. Well, but no, you're right. Well, but see, even financial people and see. So when you said that, when you asked that question, the first thing that popped into my mind was, oh, you know what? I've heard people call this being front loaded. Yeah. Right. You pay all the interest up front, and you get in like hosed because you're. Like you're forced to pay all the interest up front. Yeah, and I know? could see on your mind, by the way, on your face. And that there, was well, there, well, not the whole story. Here is right. Well, right. It's it. Well, it's not okay. Mortgages are simple interest mortgages where um, it's actually simple interest on a declining balance. Okay, so it's really not even compound compound interest. Yeah, even though it's always referred to as compound interest. Huh. Uh, compound interest is when you're paying interest on interest. You're not paying interest on interest. You're paying all the interest every period. Plus a principal reduction. Okay. okay. The 30-year fixed. Right. Okay. So remember when we were comparing the mortgage payment to, to rent, and I said the advantage of, uh, of the mortgage payment is, is that that payment that you're comparing to the rent has the built-in principal reduction piece to it. Yes. So it's not the same thing as a piggy bank, for your, like your house into a piggy bank or savings, but there is a savings component to it because you're building, you know, you're building that equity. 
It's great. Okay. Uh, exactly. Uh, better than renting. So it's a cash flow cost, but not a not a not an interest expense. Okay. Okay. So you're getting the benefit. And you're, you're dwelling. You're getting the benefit of that. Yes. The benefit of that is that as you go along and pay that balance down, you pay less and less interest because you owe less and less money because you only owe money interest on the money while it's outstanding. After yeah. That you pay it back, you don't owe the interest. Big amount that is getting right. smaller. Right. Yeah. Light bulb right. over so my head. Rick's. So the idea behind this is that when you make a, when you put money into your house, um, you get no return on it. Okay. Hmm. And you think, well, but my house still goes up and I get equity and my house goes up in value. So my equity grows. Well, that's a return, isn't it? Yeah. Depending on how you look at it. Yes or no. And I, and I get why people look at it that way. But yeah. You have to take a step back and, and think about a few things. One being, uh, first and foremost is the appreciation of the home, um, happens irrespective of whether you have a mortgage on it or not. Or what kind of mortgage you have on it. Yeah. So the house doesn't know that it's free and clear. Or the house doesn't know that it's mortgaged to the hilt. Um, it If it's going to go up in value based on the other sales in the area, that's going to happen whether or not there's a mortgage on it or not. Mm -hmm. And if it's going to... Hopefully. Or whether... Right. So, um, so the mortgage doesn't have anything to do with the value of the home. It's the value of the home versus the size of the mortgage that determines the equity. Okay. But the equity is not the asset. Okay, the equity is not what equity doesn't grow in and of itself. Meaning, well, I have some equity there and I'm getting a return on that equity because that equity is invested into the how this is yeah. one of those kind of weird like you got to really do some mental somersaults sometimes. That's why to, we're here to capture to capture these things. Yes, okay? that's really interesting. But just know that the it's the value of the home, the price of the home, that is driving the equity position on the house, and um, the investment returns. If you were to look at the home in that you know in that light, me as a homeowner investor in my biggest financial right. Right. Um, entity right. property right. asset. So the idea is we don't want to put or store money in the house because we're not getting a return on it. Instead of sending that extra payment into the house or putting the forced principal pay down on, I would rather put that money somewhere where I can get a return on it. Yeah. Okay. So, and just- to And keep is it, that a Rick Edelman uh, yeah, philosophy yeah, right there? Right, one yeah, of your examples? Yeah. Uh -huh. and, and, and it's not just him, Right. But I just, I'm, I've definitely heard that before. Pay as little as you I can. I looked at my bookshelf last, last night and I'm pulling off things. And so, you know, I got, I got, I got That's Buffett. Funny. I got Buffett up there. Yep. Um, and I, the name of the book, it's so archaic. You wouldn't even like, you'd scream nerd if I told you what it was. So I'm not <laughs> going there. Um, and then I got, had Edelman up there. And then the next one we're going to talk about here. Um, <laughs> Um, cause we're going to book in this with the la with, with the, with, with the last person. But, um, Rick is don't, you know, don't put the money in the house. Financial, most financial planners generally subscribe to this also. They'd rather have you have the money in the market. Okay. okay? Because in the market it can grow. All right. So, um, now let's bring in expert number three. Okay. okay? Dave Ramsey. Ramsey. Now, anybody that knows Dave Ramsey knows how diametrically opposed philosophically he is to the other two people that I that I 
brought up. Warren Buffett, here. Rick Edelman, right. Dave Ramsey is his philosophy is different. Tell us. So Dave is he's the the budgeting debt averse. Don't go into debt. Like if you can't pay for it today, don't buy it. Yeah. Guy. On his radio show, right. you're right. He's constantly saying, what do you and pay for this? What do you pay for that? It's And why? It's, it's scrimp and cut corners and save to scavenge every dollar that you can and put it towards your debt to pay it, you know, to pay it down and pay it off. Yeah. And I agree with all that. Okay. okay? So. Being incidentally, smart. Incidentally, I actually agree with, with, all, with all three of these people. I didn't say that I like all three of these people and that I follow all three of these people. But in order to do my job, I have to read and know. I, I mean, I got to know what everybody's thinking. Well, you do, but a lot of uh, people like you don't. You know, I don't want to get you off on that, but no. you do. And I know you are a student of this thing. Yeah, this is a show of tangents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, Michael Midget. It looks simple above the ground, but man, you get below the surface in it, you know. Yeah, you start anyway. thinking and all that. Yeah. Real quick, homewiseradio.com. Uh, I'm Paul Cook. Actually, can we go and do that in the next segment? Yeah. More on Dave Ramsey. Mm -hmm. Dave Ramsey, the third example. That's really fascinating. I want you to cover that. Uh, much more and you listening stay right here because this thing gets wrapped up in a really cool way and we'll talk about that next on HomeWise Radio. Three, two, one. My name is Paul Cook. I'm with Michael Midget and yes, you heard it, HomeWise Radio. This is uh, our sixth episode and I've learned so much in each one and actually they're all tied together. So we welcome you to go to HomeWise Radio dot com we were talking about the experts uh we first had warren buffett rick edelman and now dave ramsey and they all have a little bit of different thinking on um wealth and your home and dave ramsey is the one we stopped on last uh and I, michael's gonna pick up right there on him a very famous guy who talks about money to be honest i feel bad every time i listen like he's so smart about it and good but man i'm like oh oh you know, um, I don't know. He does help people, though, and you definitely hear he does. that. He, he's definitely very popular. Yes. Um, and he doesn't have bad advice. Okay? So, you know, and I, we kind of, you know, alluded to this a little earlier that it's not necessarily good versus bad. Okay? Yeah. There's the shades of gray, in, you know, in between. 50, right? 50 shades of gray. So, no, I'm just kidding. Right. Sorry. And, you know, I mean, you don't you don't get to I mean, you know, Warren Buffett is obviously successful and well-known, well-respected. And his beliefs on this stuff, you can Google it and tested. It's, it's just pages and pages and pages of articles about it that all say the same thing. Rick Edelman. Right. You, difficult to argue with that. Multiple uh, authored books, radio shows, decades in the business. All, you know, I mean, you, and staying power, right? Yeah. You've been around a long time. You don't. Not a flash in the pan. Right. You don't get that by giving bad advice. And mm. Dave Ramsey, same thing, right? Huge media empire, very, you know, immensely popular. But if you take all three of these people's advice and you, um, you start to try and chart it out or do, you know. Yeah, it like seems so different. very like. Um, um, you know, straight 
forward like that, you start to see that they, you know, that they really differ. So, and the easiest comparison here is Dave to Rick, which is Dave, Rick was 30-year mortgage, the longest mortgage you possibly can. Don't pay it off unless they make you. And, you know, if you did have to pay it off, then, you know, he would probably recommend to just go out and take out another one. Right? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Right? Because, and there's, there is a philosophy to that. Okay. And it has to do with the fact that home equity doesn't have a rate of return. And so if you have money tied up in something that's not working for you today, when you get down the road to the end of the thing, uh, to retirement stands the reason you wouldn't have what you should have or could have right at the end at that time. Sure. So that's why he believes what he believes. But Dave has different advice. So What's Dave, Dave again? Yeah, tell yeah. me about Dave's Dave advice. Dave Rams, he would he would he would say significant down payment, so like twenty percent or more. Mm. Okay, there's nothing wrong with a twenty percent down payment, right? Okay, it goes into the house, but you know it's it's built it's the loan it's built in equity. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's going into the house. Right, right. You're buying you're buying that equity up front. Um, he suggests a fifteen year mortgage, so fifteen not a thirty year. Very interesting. Okay, now, why does he do that? Because you pay less interest on a 15-year mortgage. Okay? Yeah. I'm not going to argue with that. It's mathematically true. Okay? Um, it's, remember, we just were talking about mortgage interest and how that works. You only owe interest on the money while you have it outstanding. Yes. So, with a 15-year mortgage, it pays down faster because it has a higher payment has a higher payment because it has a higher uh, principal portion of that payment that forces that pay down so that when you get to the 180th payment, after you make the first 179, you get to number 180, that last payment pays the loan off. On the 15-year loan. On the 15-year loan, right? So it needs a higher payment in order to get there. And um, because it gets there in half the time, it uh, has less interest. Okay. okay, but a bigger payment, obviously double. What ha- right, well, right. Or? Well, it has it. It has a larger payment because it has a larger principal payment, but the interest portion works out to be less. Okay, more quickly. Yeah, because makes it, sense because it's paying down because it's paying down faster, and the lender so, isn't holding that uh, ball or whatever as long. Right. So depending on how you view that principal deposit into the house. Yeah, would would govern your mind on you know is this a higher payment or not? I mean, there. I mean, it's clearly. Okay, I see what you mean. It's a larger check you got to write, or more money you have to send in. Yeah, but depending on how you think about it, it might be more. It might. It, you know, it might be less. And it's going in. Okay. Yeah, but that's also the reason why Rick Edelman <laughs> wants you to do the thirty-year mortgage because. Uh, not only does it have the smaller principal piece to it, and it leaves you uh, less principal pay down, yeah. okay? but it leaves you more money on an incremental basis each month to invest. Uh, to invest, okay? uh, to have, to maybe spend. <laughs> well, and that's why- In the Bahamas. Well, no, and I'm glad you brought that up because if you go to Dave and you say, well, but Dave, I mean, what happens if- you know, he's like, eh, don't talk to me about that. 
They'll spend it. You know. Don't spend it. Right? They'll, they'll spend it. Discipline. Oh. They'll spend it. They'll spend it. Right? <laughs> yes, yes. So now this is the this is the crux piece of the matter here. Okay. Of these three experts and other experts. None of them are differing. wrong. Yeah. Okay. They're all different. They are talking to different people. Hmm. They're talking, they have different audiences. Yeah. Okay. You're right. So when you spin that table around now, and remember we the the scenario we opposed was, hey, I want certainty. I'm in need of financial advice. I'm I have this question, and now I'm going to see what experts say about it. And I've got I want to get like two people that agree because if I got more people agreeing with me than disagreeing with me, I have a better chance of making the right decision. And it's important because there are no do-overs and I want to do it right today. And who should I look at and listen to? That's the best recap I've ever heard. Question. Yes. Uh-huh. It's which one is speaking to me, giving the right information for me based on what are my needs and goals? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So for some people, Rick Edelman is giving the best advice. Okay. For other people, that advice would be deadly. <laughs> yeah. All right. Right. And, and Dave didn't make, and so Dave, you're right, um, didn't make this up. Like he didn't make it up. Like if if you give them the money, they'll spend it. Yeah. I mean, the Dave he, Ramsey idea there. You know, they'll spend it. Mm-hmm. Listen to his show. Listen to the people calling in and the questions that they ask. Different the people audience. that, and, and there's nothing wrong. I'm not saying that one group of people are smart and the other ones are dumb or right or wrong. I mean, they're just different. They're people different. are different. They're different people. Right. They could be neighbors. Yeah. Right. I mean, look, I'm very different. <laughs> That's funny. For better or worse. Here we better are. or worse. You know, <laughs> um, everybody, everybody's different in some way. All right. So it just, that is. That's the best answer that I can come up with as to why are they different? Three different Who's right, ideas. who's wrong, and it's the wrong question to be asking. It, so yeah. so uh, that's Michael Midget listening to HomeWise Radio. Thank you for listening. My name's Paul Cook, and I'm learning along with you. And it is pretty fascinating. Three different concepts that you've highlighted great pluses, and we're like, okay, who's right? And that's the wrong question. Right. Who's right? That's the wrong question. Right. So it's find which one is resonates with you based on what your needs yeah. and needs and goals are. Okay, because there is more to this than just the finances. There's a mental and the emotional side. So wow, you said if it. you are a Ramsey person and you're trying to follow Rick Edelman's advice, I mean, you might end up better off financially, but mentally you're like just a mess. You know, I mean, you can't. It's you know, a you, huge you, element you of this. You can't deal with it you just like i'm so dead of her like i just i can't sleep at night so now you have no quality and you know i mean that's not the right way and and that's not the right way to go either right this isn't quite that that right yeah so um now having said that they're all different in another way they're actually all the same wait (laughs) there is something that they would all (laughs) agree on and i think it's probably you know when people ask me because i know you're probably wondering like well what do you believe mike yeah. Okay. Well, I have elements of all of these things, you know, because I'm actually a practitioner of what I'm doing. Yeah. And I have the advantage of I don't have to stay behind a mic and I'm trying to give advice, you know, that has to fit 
the masses. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Get ratings and be I up am, there like that. Right. I, I have the luxury of working one-on-one with somebody. And so I can do the due diligence that I need to do in order to decide or in, you know, give yeah. the advice or show them or, you know, whatever the case might be to lead them into in the right direction of making that making that right decision. But there is one thing that they all agree on. It's the same thing that I agree on. It's probably the most important thing of all. Okay. Okay. If you dig a little bit deeper, what you will find is that buy something you can afford. Ugh. All right. Ugh. So underline all, that. Right. Um, something with affordable payments. It's got to it's, it's, it's got to be affordable to you, man. Right. So the real risk with this is if you're not able to make the payments on an ongoing basis. Right? That's the thing you need, so, right? Right. So mm-hmm. you've heard me say that um, my belief is that residential real estate, the family home, very low risk given a long enough hold time. Yeah. Not ridiculously like decades or whatever. Um, I mean, it could be as short as five, six, seven years. That's interesting. Um, not risk-free, right. but, you know, low risk, very low risk. The longer you hold it, the lower the risk becomes. The, you know, and the risk with all it, you know, to use that word over and over and over again, <laughs> is if you're not able to make the payments, if you're, if you're forced to sell before you're ready to you sell. You hear about this. You right. hear about this a lot. During a bad time. Yeah, right. So, right. Not being able to make you know, the payments. Whether you're forced to sell during a down market or you get foreclosed on or something like that. Yeah. So, you know, buy something you can afford. You can afford to payment on today. And now within that box, you know, I'm like, feel free to buy as much as you can afford. Like you don't have to, you know, Go way under? Yeah. So like, okay, so the third tenet of Dave Ramsey is don't spend more than 25% of your your income on your mortgage payment. Oh, okay, okay. Okay? That's an attempt to give advice to the masses about what's affordable to them or not. Great point. Okay, so now some people, 25% is just fine, okay? Other people can afford more than that. Yeah. There's also some people that can't afford that because it's not their only payment. Huh. All right. Huh. You know, other people, you know, so then, you know, well, what if you're on a fixed income? If you're on like, if all you have is social security and maybe a modest pension. Yeah. You know? And, uh, so he's pretty conservative. He, uh, yeah. On yeah. This, he, yeah. On those things, yeah. He's Dave very, Ramsey. you know, he, he's very conservative. Generally his audience are people that are either in debt now. Yeah. Or used to be in debt, got out of debt, and now they're working on staying out of debt. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So the people were successful with that. And kudos to them. They're sticking with the plan or the program that got them <laughs> to where they're at. And they're better off now than they were before. Right? Yeah. So I wouldn't want to see them necessarily jump ship from one guy to the next because they've graduated, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, credit, financial behavior, and all that is a behavioral trait. It's not... It's it's more a behavioral trait than anything else. So you don't, you don't graduate from it. You don't like move beyond it because you make more money, right? The subsection of you. people that are in the situation that they're in because they don't make enough money is small. Mm. Now, now they are out there, but it is 
it is small. Okay, that's good. What's what what is much more common are people that make enough money, but for lack of a better word, waste too much of it. Yeah. Right. And if yeah. they could do less waste, <laughs> they could recapture some of that money, be more efficient with some things. They could put that money towards good. But even once they get out of that, their they their behavioral traits, just the way that they're wired, yeah. they might be susceptible to that happening that waste overspending depending um, on who they are like like in medicine right there's like we have a body type yeah and some people put on weight at different rates than Mm. other people so some people have to watch what they eat a lot more than other people it doesn't matter if they're working out or not yeah right but let's say you're one of those people that that does have to watch what they eat and you do a tremendous job of it and you get down to where your doctor wants you to be you're like great I don't have to do this anymore. <laughs> Great. Well, what happens? <laughs> you eat and you go. You're right. You just, you will regress. <laughs> That's interesting. You will regress. Yes. Right? I graduated. Right. I'm Dave Ramsey. I saved up. I got it. I, I lost all the weight. You see that a lot. Yeah, it is. All the is. biggest loser weight yeah. like things. Yeah. Well, it, it's. Human nature. Right. It's hard. I mean, there's, I mean, make no bones about it. It's not easy. None of this is easy. Yeah. Okay. You need to examine it and look at it. And I think that's what you do. You know what I mean? You, uh, with what you do at, at HomeWise and as Michael Midget, you look at all that stuff yeah. and the person. Yeah, I've just, I've seen so much, you know, mm. 30 years, it's a long time, meet with a lot of people. You see, like, I tell people, like, there's nothing I haven't seen before. Just tell it. just tell me. I'm the guy you tell everything to. Let me figure out if it's important or not. Yes. Don't hide from me. I will do, you know. Because you want a real assessment. Right, right. I'll figure that out helps if it's you. important or not. I'll figure out if it's important. Does it need, you know, how does it play in and that? And then at the same time, um, when I'm suggesting what it is we're going to do or what I think they should do, I'm taking into account things like that. Yeah. Right? So if, you know, sometimes you get, you know, you can just tell when you meet when you meet people. You talk you know, like the, the way they talk, what they talk about, how they refer to things. You know, you can kind of get that personality type you see in the credit report. You know, like you'll see the behavioral, the you know, the, you know the behavioral stuff. Yeah, and it if 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 me or somebody in my position is doing our my job right, we work that into the conversation. Yeah, because we need to be responsible. You know. And we ultimately, in the end, it's the client that needs to benefit. The right not only move just for today, them. But over time. Yeah, that's and really put interesting. Them, leave them in a better place and they stay in a better place and they move on because there are no do overs. So. Yeah, but you got to meet them. You got to meet them and yeah. be with them. And that's a big thing with you be talking to someone, you know, yeah. and learning about them so you can help them with that and yeah. maybe not take on too much risk. Yeah. So if you need to reach out to me or somebody else associated with the show, you've got homewiseradio.com, uh, my mortgage website, goshelter.com, or you can get me direct at 314-275-0314. Goshelter.com, homewiseradio.com. And remember the bot? Tell me just real quick, just what is it? Again. Homebot. Homebot is free, and it's such a cool thing, and you can get it at homewiseradio.com. Yep, there's a place to sign up for it there. It's free. It's the thing that gives you the uh, current value of your home and then a monthly update on that. Plus some other uh, tidbits in there, such as paying down your loan, 
uh, how much you can save, and it makes other suggestions too. It's a lot of stuff. Go check it out. Totally confidential. Really awesome. Thank you, Michael Midget. Have yourself a great week, and we will talk to you next week. HomeWise Radio on News Talk STL. Thanks.